0: Hi everyone, I'm Laura. I'm Mac. And welcome to the second episode of Medical Emergency Edition. Yep. Because there is still a medical emergency, despite the fact that some states seem to think that we can just reopen.
1: Hope you all like your haircuts.
0: Yeah, enjoy some Enjoy, enjoy your COVID-19 soaked haircuts.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah meow. <laughs> I was just like, enjoy your haircuts, and you were like, I hope you choke on them. <laughs>
0: Anyways, anyway, <laughs> so um, our fair friends, Z and Eris, are not with us because they are a proper social distance away from us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are going to today talk about Star Trek Discovery.
1: Which is now the, not the latest series, because Picard is the latest mm-hmm. series, but it was a new series after a long time off of television for Star Trek. It, it, it didn't launch CBS All Access, but it definitely...
0: Uh, propped it up a little propped bit. Propped it up a
1: little yeah. bit, yeah. I, some division in the fan community about Discovery. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of... You're more
0: plugged in, so... I'm so... a little more plugged and, in. And please, uh, this will contain spoilers.
1: Yes, this will contain spoilers. Yes.
0: Okay, so what is, what is the division?
1: I mean, uh, uh, you know, it's woke. Yeah, which is weird, because there's a lot of Star Trek fans who apparently have never watched Star Trek.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Uh, this goes right back to the beginning. Things right. were usually a little bit more progressive for its time than,
1: than the than the average. Y- right. 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 But huh. I think, yeah, in not,
0: some regards, in other regards, not so great. That's so much.
1: See our previous episodes. Yes. I think a lot of people wrestle at Michael Burnham, played by Cinque Martin Green. Am I saying that? yes? Yes,
0: I believe so. Yes. Yeah. The middle name, right? I think so.
1: Okay, that she's in this trend of female main characters who are too capable. Uh, How Ray. I dare know. she? I know. I'm. I'm not co-signing. I'm just reporting on their <laughs> th- th- their views.
0: How dare she be good at her job? I ugh, right. rude.
1: Right, I think that's the line share. I mean there's some continuity nitpickers, and we can get into that a little bit. There, mm. there's some grounds for that, but I would counter some of that. It's interesting. My, my view on discovery is I both have zero patience for anyone who uh, criticizes it, mm. and I also find it disappointing.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Here's why. Okay. In the year or two or so. As they were ramping up to the show, there was obviously a lot of rumors about what the show would be and that sort of thing. Yes. And there was talk that it was not actually, it takes place 10 years before the original series. Christopher Pike is still in command of the USS the Enterprise. Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and then in second season he's not so much, but that's a. We'll get to that. We'll get there. The Klingons are the enemy and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And in the early rumors of it, and I think this may be what the creator Brian Fuller was aiming for. The show was not actually going to be ten years before the original series. It was going to be after Star Trek Six, but before next gen. It was going to start oh, filling okay. in that period. Kind of period, a bridge. Okay. Be late 23rd century hmm. stuff, which I, I always liked that, that aesthetic, especially from Star Trek Six.
0: Hmm.
1: From all accounts, Brian Fuller was a big fan of Star Trek VI. That's, that's his favorite movie. Mine too. He went out of his way to even pull in Nicholas Meyer, the great, hmm. heralded Nicholas Meyer to write on the show. And I think My two areas of disappointment are that it's not late 23rd century. It still sticks itself in the original series milieu. Okay. And they hired Nicholas Meyer but did not utilize him. Mm. There was talk he was going to actually write scripts. He has no credit on any scripts. He's a consulting producer for season one.
0: Gotcha.
1: If you got Nicholas Meyer on the payroll, you just, you know, point him toward the set and let him go. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, No, I think so, that's fair.
1: Yeah, I, I, I love. I love the
0: show. Yeah, no, I love discovery. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's a it's a cohesive crew, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some really solid, Interesting characters and capable characters. Why people are complaining about that, I don't know. Because if it's one thing you want on your starship, it's a completely incapable human being. Um, well, that
1: would explain Voyager. But yeah, we'll yeah, get to that. Uh, <laughs> um, there's no, yeah. there's going to be a woman main character. I I, I, I want her to be, screw up a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. How how dare she be good at things? And 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 I like her because she's not. She's also not like. She's hard to get to know as a as a human being. She's she's distant, but they explain that. I mean, she was raised by Vulcans.
1: But not impenetrably.
0: Right. It just it take some it time, takes time, some but time. But I actually sure kind things. of identify yeah. with that a little bit. Yep. I, yeah. Um and I wasn't raised by a Vulcan. But I I definitely I, I, I like her as a character. Yeah. She's got a good arc. Yeah. But I love that she kind of engenders. And I, 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 can't even put my finger on it, but like this, like love and loyalty from all these other people, despite the fact that she starts out difficult to get to know, difficult to crack,
1: and a felon,
0: and a felon. There's that. Yeah, I mean um. <laughs> the, the two part
1: premiere. Puts Did her Did she commit at odds. a felony?
0: It was just it was a court martial, wasn't it? It was a
1: court martial offense that put her in a prison colony for the rest of her life. So I oh, think okay,
0: she was actually in was the, in, the, in, in the federation
1: equivalent she would have yes definitely i mean she challenged. didn't
0: go to the cage planet that is the one death penalty offense until
1: season two when oh yeah she we did we
0: we we, <laughs> we, we 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 we'll go back to that
1: ron howard voice
0: she did she did yeah so there's that but overall it's 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 i think it's pretty solid and they they take directions that we don't typically go and then mix, but while also mixing in the familiar things. Like, well, you'll, no. the whole, not the whole first season, much of the first season is going to deal with the mirror universe. And that's something that creeps up in a whole bunch of other series. Yep. And you're going to deal with the war with the Klingons and the Klingons are going to look so much different. So it's going to be unsettling to you, dear viewers, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But after a while, you're just like, nope, these are Klingons.
1: I, ha- I have some viewpoints on the Klingon issue. Go for it. People are complaining that the, the Klingons in this series do not look like Klingons. And they're, they're
0: bald, uh, they're hairless and bald,
1: hairless, and, and very
0: pronounced ridges. Pronounced facial. ridges,
1: ridges going all across their body. Because mm-hmm. we do see our first naked Klingon in, oh, in the yeah. show. But I think you know, people get bent out of shape about that. But really, you know who screwed up the look of the Klingons in the first place? The original series? No, no, no. Well, yes, but no. <laughs>
0: they're just angry no. humans in
1: that. <laughs> Star Trek the motion picture. Gene really? Roddenberry, because that's when they first got ridges at all.
0: Oh, yeah. If you were yeah, gonna yeah. do
1: canon, they would all look like you know, swarthy guys for <laughs> forever. And mm. there's been attempts since then to canonize the shifting physical features of the Klingons. Mm-hmm. Enterprise does a, uh, a a mini arc on that issue. Discovery t- touches on it with the character of Ash Tyler slash Volk. Yes, and because Ash Tyler does kind of represent, resemble rather the Klingon as we know him in the original series, he has ah true. He, he has sort of. I
0: didn't even think about yeah, that. He, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has
1: sort of that same complexion and, yeah. and the same kind of features that you would expect to see from a Klingon. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I it almost felt like they were going to go into that storyline and try to explain that sort of thing, mm-hmm. but they never really dug into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They may still, because I. I think at the end of season two he's still in the twenty third century, if I remember right. He did not go with them.
0: You mean the, the twenty future. Oh the twenty third, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, You mean the twenty first? No, we're not there yet and I no. I don't do timelines. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> But yes, it's very, very Klingon heavy. The and first season, the second season looks so. Yes, yes. It's really fascinating, but they even delve into that because is it later in the first season or in the second season where you do see some of the Klingon characters again and they are starting to grow hair and right. they're starting to wear more of the kind of like regalia that you might see, yeah. um, you know, the council. Is, is that who it was? The, You're right. The, yeah. the chancellor. The, is the, the chancellor. Yeah, yeah. and L'Rell. Yeah, you start to see so much more of what we recognize in our kind of next gen- level Klingons. The
1: Klingons are so mishandled across
0: the whole spectrum of, uh, yeah, of Star Trek? Yeah, of all
1: of Star Trek, with their appearance canonically, Yes, that the complaint that they don't look right on this show
0: Is the doesn't least add of, up. Yeah, no, it's the least of my concerns. They've I... been
1: fiddling with their look since the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That, that, that's, that's all I've got to say about that. And so we can take a break and then come back in and start discussing other things about Star Trek Discovery. Cool. Bye. Uh, yes. Yeah, so on our commercial break, we won't do anything funny or anything. Cause who's laughing now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trust scientists, donate to food banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wear
0: masks when you go out you're protecting people from yep. yourself. And that's important.
1: Uh, six feet distance yes. from anybody you don't live with. Mm-hmm uh what else what else
0: (laughs) even if your state is opening up i do encourage you to stay away from other people as much as you can if you can if you can if you do have to go to work out in the world please please keep take care of yourself yes Uh,
1: while you are socially distancing you can find a number of other audio programs for your ear ear pleasure ear pleasure
0: ear pleasure yeah Uh, that was weird no. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Laura, Laura no. Laura says no.
1: Uh, that would be your pleasure. <laughs> Yikes. The Fourth Wall, uh, available its entirety from the uh, mm-hmm. from PartyApocalypse.com. Also from Party Apocalypse, As the Myth Turns, uh, they post episodes on our off weeks. They are also doing... Uh, socially distancing off-format shows during this time. I have not listened to it yet, but uh, Eris does a drunk retelling of the history of board games Nice on on last week's episode, so that's definitely going to be worth a listen. And for anything else that you might want entertainment-wise, PartyApocalypse.com has everything you could
0: possibly need. Correct. So, back to Discovery. Back to Discovery. Overall, I, I mean, we've, we've talked about it. I, I do really enjoy Discovery. Yeah. There are some great characters in this show that you kind of keep coming back to. Tilly is a favorite of mine. Of ours, She's Yeah. She's delightful. She's awkward and, you know, kind of weird and, you know, like, she is anxious and nervous a lot, but she's so smart and, hey, also capable and... Who does that remind us of? uh, Me, sort of. Yeah. You as well.
1: Well, no. Yeah, you're Tilly. One one of your family members tweeted, like, oh, I'm so Tilly, I can't even stand it. I'm like, bullshit. You're (laughs) not even the most Tilly person in your bloodline. (laughs)
0: And she gets the chance to be a badass in the Mirror Universe because it turns out her mirror self is like the captain of the Discovery and her her nickname is Captain Killy because she's just so brutal. And so to see our beloved little Tilly have to like pretend to be this like ultra badass woman was pretty awesome. And she was she was great. Um, I I love our engineer friends. Uh, Tignataro joins the cast a little bit, in and two? she's delightful.
1: From what I hear, she'll be back in season three because she was so, she was on the ship when they got yes. flung into the the thirty first century. Yes, century. so
0: so maybe we should talk about that because we've kept yeah. alluding to um, what what the fate of our dear crew is.
1: Let's talk about that now. I had some, another thought, but we can get okay. that toward the end of the show. No, no, let's okay. let's keep going. Okay. I think
0: the the premise yeah. of d- Discovery as a ship is that it has a different type of drive than any ship you've ever known. Um, So it can kind of pop in and out of things. And I'm gonna tell you that it's a spore drive as in like fungal spores, and you're gonna be like, that's dumb. Why would they do that? And to some degree, you're absolutely right. You buy into it, and they they've weaved or it. Or you don't. Or you don't, and that's fine. But they've made it a really cool effect. I love the effect of any time they jump. I love you know what they can do with the ship. Um, is so much different than what you've seen before. So I think that's really cool. They,
1: uh, yeah. I and I think they, they write themselves into a corner when they introduce these r- really big concept shattering ideas mm. in a prequel show.
0: Yeah, that's true. Cuz then you have to
1: account for it in the present. And I think they do a pretty good job by the end of the se- the second season saying, okay, mm, no, no ships ever use the spore drive again because they they essentially write it off that it was a big disaster. Right. It's, and and it's so a cover that's story. that's
0: why that yeah, that's why you can say at, by the end of season 2 why we've never heard of this before is because everyone who knew about it has been sworn to secrecy. Or um, flung into the future. Or, or and the fate of our ship at the end of season two is it's been flung you said the a thirty thousand first, year, a thousand years uh, like in the
1: future? Maybe Maybe the thirtieth century. Okay. the twenty nine hundreds, I think.
0: Okay. So we're going past definitely the next
1: generation
0: era. where we've never gone before in Which Star cool. Trek. So yeah. it's 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 definitely a new angle to it mm-hmm. and it effectively kind of removes them from having to to worry about the the mm-hmm. past timeline stuff. Right.
1: It still sticks in my mind though, that even if even with the spore drive being problematic in its usage and dangerous, Voyager never even brought it up once. Mm. Like they didn't, they didn't. They had a meeting about every convoluted idea to get them back to the Alpha <laughs> Quadrant. They didn't say, hey, remember like a hundred years ago when <laughs> all the ships ran on mushrooms? Mm,
0: yeah, yeah. We, can
1: we try that? Just buy a couple of light years? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't quite. That that mm-hmm. connection doesn't quite fit, but the trailers for season three are coming out and it seems like they're definitely pushing forward the Alpha Quadrant stories that we know because mm-hmm. you, you see in the trailer, you see some Cardassians, you see some Trill, maybe there's some Deep Space Nine follow up mm-hmm. there. We might learn the fate of the Cisco. I'd say let's find out if he ever came <laughs> back and raised his child.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. That's uh, true. He could be anywhere.
1: Could be anywhere, any win. Any,
0: any win, yeah. Any Yeah, win. yeah. yeah. and I... I think I said this in our regular podcast run that uh, when we were watching the cage and the menagerie, right? I I would have watched based on the original pilot with Pike and Spock and Number One and all them. Sure, I would have watched that show. It, may um, still come. it would have been really awesome to see a or even an anthology type series, um, you know, of, of original Star Trek. And you do get to see a new angle to that crew in Discovery, which mm-hmm. I find amazing. And granted, they are a little bit in the background, but you get... To, well, Pike is not. Pike Pike, is a central Pike flat character out takes command of, of the Discovery, Discovery yeah. in season two. Number one, you start to get to know a little bit. Yeah. You've got this whole Search for Spock vibe going on in um, <laughs> season two. That's a movie. It is a movie. <laughs> so there's so, much, there's so much going on, but you're getting to know the original crew of the Enterprise in a new way. Yeah. CBS All Access is putting out uh, short treks. Yeah. So there's little like 10 to 15, 20 minute little They've uh, done short stories. Half a
1: dozen of them between seasons. Mm-hmm. And most of them have to do with Discovery. One of them in the second batch is a lead into Picard.
0: True, true. But they're, yeah. but they're, this, these stories are kind of that anthology. They're a yeah. little bit like Star Trek Discovery adjacent. and uh, But one of them does deal with number one and Spock just mm-hmm. trapped in an elevator and talking. And it's just, it's good. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> And that's the kind of the fun stuff that we. I talk a lot on the show about secondary canon stuff, the books and the comic books and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. that can delve into that sort of stuff. And that's what that stuff has been doing a lot for years. And now you actually get to see it mm-hmm. brought to screen because Pike and company had their own comic book run in the 90s. And Pike, every once in a while, gets a novel that's centered around <laughs> him. A number one does as well.
0: And and who's the actor playing him this time? Uh, Spock? No, Pike. Or Pike?
1: Pike? Uh, Ethan? No, no. Ethan Peck is the guy who plays Spock, and Anson Anson Mount.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good. Like yeah, he, great. he's he's bringing an an a depth to this character that like you haven't really seen much yeah. of, and it's it's really good.
1: He he doesn't he looks enough like Jeffrey Hunter. He looks mm-hmm. more like Jeffrey Hunter than Bruce Greenwood does. True. And he has an energy to him, and the. The pro-slave trade of the Jeffrey Huntry version of the character <laughs> is sort of excised, which yes, is good. Yes, yes, it's good. Uh, he's a good captain. He's a good guy. And, and it's mm-hmm. very, the contrast is very sharp, because in season one we have Captain Lorca, who turns out to be from the Mirror Universe, and is bad. He's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Even when he's, like, begrudgingly being good and trying to make people better, he's bad.
0: Right, right.
1: Uh, but Pike is just so good. He's like... like bringing everybody in. He's not like touchy feely. He's just like, mm-hmm. Hey guys, everything's and fine. And
0: he, he jumps in to be captain of this crew that already knows each other. And he, he's a lot like Picard in that he, he never fails to believe in his crew members. Um, <laughs> like there there's a great episode where Tilly has almost a complete breakdown because yeah. she's in the the officer training program or whatever mm-hmm. command training program and she has this complete like kind of breakdown about something that's going on. He wasn't like, "All right, well, she's out of here." He was like, yeah. "You seem to be having a problem. How can I help you?" Like right. it's 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 that Picard energy that like I'm going to unfailingly believe in my crew and if they're acting off, it's because something's wrong and we need to address right. that. Right. Which is a good good way of approaching leadership. Pike
1: (laughs) always had a sort of a Picard vibe. He was Mm. a little more brooding, a little Mm. more reserved. Seeing that brought to life is is on a regular basis. Because really, Mm -hmm. all we have as far as canon material is Bruce Greenwood's character, which is a different version of the character in a different timeline, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then really that one episode with Jeffrey Hunter. Yeah, yeah. Delving deeper into him is is good. And they rebuilt so many of the sets for the original Enterprise. Mm, yes. <laughs> for the end of season two, you, we were watching like we were watching this week to week. And the end of season one start, comes with the Enterprise coming in. I'm like, oh, maybe we'll get to see the inside of the ship. And they don't do it right away. And so after about three episodes in season two, I'm like, well, I guess I'll watch the rest of it. (laughs) And then finally, for like the big battle, they get into the ship and they recreate this, the original bridge of the Enterprise in such an awesome, it's true to the original series that we know it's all, but it's also Mm. got uh, flashes of current shows and it feels like it could be on a, a modern
0: Mm-hmm. set but you still have the same kind of like bright primary colors yeah. and yeah yeah
1: way better and i don't have a problem with the J- the the jJ J. abrams version of it mm-hmm. uh way better than that like that should have been the JJ J. abrams mm-hmm. version of the bridge
0: and it, it's it's glossy like that yeah. so yeah it, yeah, it, it could have it, been the movie yeah. version yeah it, it yeah. definitely
1: would have worked on the big screen there's been scuttlebutt now of uh, uh a pike spin-off series. That'd be good. Yes, it would be good. And they, they built the sets. They did the <laughs> hard part.
0: <laughs> they hired the characters. Yeah. You have uh, Rebecca Romaine as yes, number, number one. one. Um, when I heard she
1: was doing it, I was like, that's really great casting. She has the right. I wasn't sure about it, it until I
0: actually saw it. And then I was like, I, I don't even recognize her as Rebecca Romaine. I was like, wow, right. hey, look at you. Yeah. The guy playing Spock is phenomenal. He's definitely got that Spock like energy while also bringing a little bit yeah. something more to the role. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you they do the only thing that they kind of sort of retcon, if anything, well, maybe a few things, but like powerful lead woman character, Michael Burnham is basically Spock's foster, foster sister. sister she was taken in by amanda and Sarek. Yeah. and as a child so they grew up together there's a little bit of like a sibling weirdness between them but they're you know raised on vulcan so they both have that like ultra like so seeing sibling relationships in a vulcan family is interesting
1: which we've seen before <laughs> in star trek five
0: mm, yeah I-
1: which I think I'm- is the one canon support for Spock having, a, having mm. a sister before, because Kirk and Spock have an argument in that movie where Spock says, Cybok is my brother, and Kirk says, he can't be your brother, because I know for a fact you don't have a brother.
0: That he didn't say. The you implication don't have a sister. being that <laughs> I know
1: you had a sister <laughs> who disappeared in a big fire explosion mm. in a battle with Section 31.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's right. I for- I completely forgot. They bring in section 31 yeah. and you've got Michelle, Michelle Yeoh. Yeoh. Yeah. She's phenomenal in this. She's, great. she's like this ultra badass that like is a bad character. Like she 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 was the emperor, the mirror universe yeah. emperor, but she's Using her evil for some weird good, and you don't know how much is self-serving and how much is her, like, actual affection for Michael. It's
1: it's kind of the same energy that Deep Space Nine brought to the Mirror Universe, in that it wasn't just a matter of good and evil, it was less principled Mm. self-interest. Yeah. And sometimes evil.
0: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But... Every time you see her on screen, you yeah. know it's going to be good no matter what she's oh, doing. She's, she's, she's great. She's phenomenal. Yeah. So there, there's so many good cast members in this show. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. There might have been a time in my life where I was down on Discovery if it had come out earlier. Hmm. Because, but we went without hourly televised Star Trek <laughs> for, I guess, this premiered in 2017. Uh, Enterprise went off the air in 2005. So that was 12 years where there was not mm, hourly Star Trek available. And so I th- I think I I I was visited by the ghost of Star Trek past, present and future in the night <laughs> at some point and I just like having Star Trek back. So mm-hmm.
0: and it's good. It's it's, good. it's not like you have Voyager level of it, they they didn't they didn't yeah. bring their B game. They did bring right. their A game. I, it I, may not be everyone's cup of tea, right. but it's well crafted.
1: It's well crafted. I think they they re, they even recognize that they've written themselves into some corners, having to deal with already established canon, mm-hmm. and so they decided, okay, fuck it,
0: let's just take it out of the yeah. canon line. No and- more canon. <laughs> yeah,
1: we can do whatever we want now. Yeah. And and so that that's good. I, yeah, it's Star Trek. Star Trek, good. Everything good. Yeah. Good.
0: Yeah, so overall, I I highly recommend Discovery.
1: Yep. and we'll get there in our regular shows,
0: like, like eight years. Five, yeah,
1: five <laughs> six years. I mean, depends on how long this quarantine goes. <laughs> Rain Wilson as Harry Mudd actually makes that character watchable.
0: That is, yeah, it, it is, and he he's got a short trek. Yes, where in that's the actually first batch. Yes, in the yeah, first it's batch. actually pretty pretty good there's a yeah. great uh short trek with h john benjamin and yeah. you find out that he kind of engineered tribbles and it's it's delightful <laughs>
1: some people complained about that that like comedy really shouldn't be in star trek and oh, i tell I those people
0: hardly hardly a fuck you <laughs> b you've never b. watched star trek it's b. funny
1: anytime <laughs> it, it's the tribbles anytime you bring the tribbles in <laughs> We're going to have a good time. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. And there's always laughter to be had. <laughs> I'm
1: halfway through. right? Because right now we're kind of steeping ourselves in some more Star Trek mm-hmm. while we're, you're watching Enterprise and I'm checking in and out while you're doing that. And mm-hmm. I'm
0: uh,
1: wa- re-watching Deep Space Nine again. And, and we're and,
0: co-watching yeah. Voyager because I've never yeah. actually watched that all the way through.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm right in the middle of the Deep Space Nine triple episode right now.
0: It's <sighs> good.
1: We may, we I like we, it. You may want to join me for the rest like of that it. one tonight. Yeah. It that well? We're going to talk about Deep Space Nine uh, here in a couple Eventually. Of weeks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll we'll save that discussion for then. Next time, uh, our plan was to talk about the last of the so-called Berman era Star Trek series, uh, Star Trek Enterprise. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering, maybe we should talk about the J.J. Abrams movies a little bit.
0: Ooh. Devote a show to that. I like that idea.
1: Maybe I think I'm. Um, I'm recommending it to the captain, and I think the captain is I giving think me the go-ahead.
0: The captain would agree. I think we can show those movies in our mess hall uh, yeah. for the the crewmen to enjoy. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I think uh, two weeks from now we'll uh, do a quick visit into the JJ, the Kelvin Universe films, yeah. as they are called. I like two of them.
0: <laughs> I, I like all three, but I I fully understand the qualms with the one that you don't like.
1: Yeah. And so, but hey. Like I said, Star Trek good, everything good. Joe friend, my friend. <laughs> Everybody friend, which is an inside joke between me and my wife from yesterday.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good times. My friend, Joe friend. Well, and you are all our friends, and we thank you yep. for joining us in this little medical emergency adventure that we are on. So from your Captain Laura.
1: And your First Officer Max.
0: Thank you for listening. Bye.